Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's me, Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having award-winning singer-songwriter, jazz artist, Laura Campisi. An award-winning songwriter and jazz singer based in New York City, Laura has performed with various musical ensembles throughout Europe, the U.S., and Canada, and continues to produce a wide range of music, jazz, folk, electronic, Italian. She writes in English, Italian, and Sicilian, and sings in Italian, English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Sicilian. Oh, my God, I thought I was saying in a lot of languages. In 2017, Laura released her debut album, Double Mirror, welcomed with high praises by the international press, including the prestigious Downbeat Magazine, and included in the best of 2017 by both Cadence Magazine and All About Jazz. Let's give her a round of applause for Laura. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi. Hi, Natalie. I want to make sure that you felt welcomed because my two little hands are not going to do you justice. So I wanted you to feel like you had a crowd applauding you. Well, you should see the smile on my face. I am uh, definitely feeling welcome right now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So how have you been during this the, this entire pandemic? It's been crazy, huh? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I think n- nobody really could, could have imagined something like this in their wild, wildest nightmares. <laughs> Uh, something like this happening for real, coming out of you know the the screen of all the movies we've we've watched and the, the history books and yeah, it's happening to us, right? I think it was a very a traumatic experience on a global scale, and that is uh, it's definitely like amazing in 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 that you know it really I think. Uh, caused everybody to really pause not only in their actions but also in their minds and being like where I'm at with my life Um, uh, I definitely like you know felt uh, I was really supported by the presence of my husband and uh, so I really felt blessed by it Uh, you know we live in a very tiny one bedroom apartment in the Bronx so we didn't have uh, uh, any (laughs) room really to um, to become smart, much crazy uh, and kind of like pace. <laughs> we didn't have an outdoor space, like a little backyard, none of that. And I really, really miss that a lot. Uh, but other than that, um, I, 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 you know, I couldn't have wanted like a better person at my side than my husband. So I know that like I was absolutely blessed during this whole, you know, ordeal. And while people, you know, were really lonely, I had my best friend on my side. And that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, there were plenty of people that are extremely lo- uh, lonely. There were cases. I, I in the beginning, I read a case where this man um, in the UK 
actually ended up killing himself because he just couldn't deal with it. He had to have people around him. So, you know, anybody that was with anybody, I actually was with my mother and my uncle. Um, we were very lucky to have had been surrounded by people because I think a lot of people learned uh, what was missing in their lives. I know that during the pandemic, one of the things that really, really caught my attention is like people need physical touch. Even if you're touching somebody's hand or hugging somebody, that's an essential to uh, people's lives. Um, and, it's, and the whole Absolutely. dynamic, yeah. So when things really are in the clear, you know, I think people are going to want to run and hug one another and stuff like that. And and I get it. I get it. Um, but it's been crazy. But one of the things I ask everybody, uh, because I think with having a year of so-called downtime um, away from the world, kind of, uh, people have had the time to really think about who they are in whatever profession they are in, but especially artists, you know, we start to think, okay, what type of artist do we want to be? You know, how do we want to be seen in the world today? During this time, did you take that time to really think about your artistry and how you want to be perceived? Well, you know, it's amazing that you are bringing this up because I actually just recently, uh, I mean, like a couple of months ago, maybe, no, maybe like at this point, like, three, four months ago, mm -hmm. finally uh, started getting into something that has been like really uh, interesting for me and calling on me, but it never really quite happened in my mm -hmm. life until that point. And that's exploring electronic music. Like I always listened to it, but I was... I, I was thinking, oh, I'll have, you know, at one point maybe I'll meet somebody uh, that right. that I can create that connect creative, you know, connection with, and that never happened. And then in February, I decided I was going to put out a song, and I didn't have any, you know, tool to do it myself, so I just, you know, right. uh, sang a cappella and recorded myself uh, like a video on my phone, and uh, from that. Uh, you know, this became a collaboration with my husband, who you know uh, uh, plays the plays the keys and, and electronic music for fun. Um, and uh, so this became a collaboration with also my brother came in and helped us with with the video aspect of it from Italy. And so um, I guess I you know I in my husband I found that you know um, uh, sparkle uh, for for this other uh, way uh, as well, like you know for music and. Uh, and and then I started kind of looking into it. Like I'm, I'm learning how to create, you know, the, the the electronic music myself on my computer. So you know, one step at a time. But that, this this really like it has it has been like a huge accomplishment for me just to like really step into this after many years of like you know wandering. Uh, mm -hmm. And another thing that really changed for me is the fact that I've always said, you know, like I'm very passionate, like poli politically and like the social issues really burn me in, from the inside. <laughs> um, but I always said, you know, like I'm not a, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really an activist. I'm not a, a political uh, uh, songwriter because I have never really uh, felt like I had any right to, to be one, you know, <laughs> I kind yeah. of felt like I, I, I had my ideas, but I wasn't like uh, involved enough to really right. consider myself or even allowing myself to write about my political and, and you know, um, my philosophical views. And that has changed as well after last year and uh, what has happened, you know, like with the 
total explosion of the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, movement uh, last summer. So I decided, and going back to this project, uh, you know, that I put out in February, uh, mm-hmm. which is a video, right? It's a video of Strange Fruit, the song that Billie Holiday uh, brought to fame, um, mm-hmm. the song that, uh, you know, that is like... Uh, it was like a, a living wound, you know. It's a it's a musical wound um, right. when you listen to it. And I chose that song because I felt like I needed to to try and do my part in explaining right. certain concepts to people who might not have understood them. So I, I'm Italian, right? So I come from a different country, and I didn't grow up here. I only came here about ten years ago. So. What, uh, what really, uh, you know, talked to me and spoke to me was the fact that I realized that in these 10 years in the United States, I had to learn things about the history and the culture of this country and the mentality and, you know, like the, the, really the path that this, path, uh, that this country has taken in a way that it wasn't allowed to me when I was, you know, living in Italy and I was learning about America uh, through the lenses of, of a foreigner, right? Uh, yeah. And then I realized maybe some people here um, don't understand certain concepts uh, just like I didn't because they just need somebody to explain them to them and yeah. because they just need, you know, somebody to really ask, ask them to pause one second and reflect upon things. So I decided that I was going to use this video to create uh, a bit of a, you know, text <laughs> Um, that was, you know, uh, was going to be included in the video to explain concepts like Black Lives Matter and uh, white privilege, things that people keep misunderstanding, mm-hmm. and I don't think they should, because this misunderstanding is what is what is really keeping people like far from each other and apart. The misunderstanding, not the concept at heart, you know. I think a lot of people can be brought to see the 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 need to really speak about the issue of race uh, in the United States and so many other issues and I have finally found the courage to be part of the conversation. That's awesome. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, and I know that you're, <laughs> and I know that you are vocal <laughs> because I've seen some of your. Um, um, I've seen. <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm very vocal on social media, right? So this was just the natural next step. <laughs> and I love it. And I love you for that because, you know, there are a lot of people that uh, that sat back and didn't say anything. Uh, you know, some people don't want their fans to know what they're thinking, blah, blah, blah. But who cares? You know, we have to be authentic. We have to be real. We have to say what we need to say. You know, we, we live in this country. You know, we... It, it, I think it's important not to sit back in the dark, but to come out of the light and say, you know what, I'm not going to uh, accept what's going on in this world. It's, it's, I mean, the past couple six years, disgusting. This has been disgusting. You know, so. Yeah, and also, you know, really pick your battles, meaning that, you know, like my dad always tells me, like, you can't throw a, a, a rock at every barking dog, right? So oh. it's like you can't get into an argument or, uh, you know, a, um, a, a even a conversation with everybody all the time, but you can definitely decide that you won't be silent, like you said, that you will speak 
speak your truth and that you know that you can make even the, the smallest difference it's already a big difference you know if, if we all like can accomplish that exactly you're exactly a hundred percent right now during the during this pandemic did you uh do any live streaming at all so i did a couple of interviews uh, mm-hmm. One of them also with a few live uh, songs uh, that I, you know, played accompanying myself on the uke, which I am terrible at. <laughs> so, um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then in terms of shows, I haven't really done that. Um, probably in part because I was like maybe too shocked for, for, for the majority of the time, you know, during the pandemic, uh, I should also mention I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic, like mid-March. So, you know, it was a lot that, that, you know, really changed uh, and my balance was like pretty much off. So I, I didn't quite feel like I think um, in the right mindset to do this and to try and find a, a way of doing it inside my super tiny apartment um, and all that. What I did try to do um, pretty early on was to put out an album that was ready uh, uh, and uh, and then unfortunately i hit some roadblocks that mm. had you know like uh, pushed the, the the release of the album now i hope that i'll be able to put it out in september and uh this is like a free jazz album that was a lot of fun in the making because uh, you know it all just came about like in Boston in 2018, like the five of us uh, getting into a studio and just improvising the whole thing. So that was uh, an extremely positive experience for me. And so when I found myself like, you know, facing the fears and and, and, and the, um, the pain of the pandemic, and I thought, you know, looking at my Buddhist practice, I thought, what can I do now since I I don't seem like I can do much? But I can create value, and so I thought maybe I can put out this album for the whole band. You know, maybe I can take it upon myself to put it out on the on the media platforms, so, you know, streaming platforms, so that at least I'm creating a bit of value. Maybe I'm giving somebody like a, a one hour of something fun to listen to. And unfortunately, you know, this wasn't uh, as easy as I thought. <laughs> So I, one thing I learned about myself is, uh, and I keep learning, you know, over and over is that I'm a fighter. So I kept fighting for this, uh, for this album to be released and I am definitely looking forward to the day. That's awesome. Now, what, what is your, uh, working situation now? Well, so besides, you know, uh, singing, uh, I've been working as a tour guide and, of course, you know, until the, the borders are open for people from like Europe and South America to, to come back, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a little difficult with tourism. Now, I hope that, uh, you know, with the vaccination and, and all that and the relaxing of all the, you know, restrictions in New York, that at least Americans will be able to like travel to New York as tourists and so that the field can start again. So I'm definitely going to look into, you know, agencies and try to find myself some more work now. But the agency I used to work with, they work predominantly with Europe. So they are not going to reopen until Biden, you know, uh, really uh, gives the go for tourism to resume from there. Wow. I didn't know. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to come to New York. You give me a tour. Although I used to live in New York. Yeah. 
I used to live in New York and now I went to Boeing. If there's not an area I haven't been in, that would be a surprise, but I'm sure there's a lot to see. Um, oh, wow. yeah. That's great. That you there's always to- more to see in New York. Yes. What I love about New York is a great melting pot. There's just so many diverse people and there's so much to do. Um, I just love it. It's just a beautiful place. Um how would you Yeah, the diversity is definitely one of the things I love the most about New York as well. And when I go back home, you know, to Sicily, mm-hmm. I kinda miss it. I miss seeing all the different people, hearing all the different languages. Definitely one of the things I miss the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean when I used to live there I loved going to Greenwich Village, I loved going to Chinatown, I just loved everywhere. I just couldn't take you know, obviously New York is very fast paced. After I lived there for five and a half years. After a while, it was getting on my nerves. But it's a beautiful place yeah. if anybody wants to go and visit. Now, how would you describe your music? I know that you're a jazz artist, but now you're going into the electronic arena, which is going to be fascin- fascinating. Fantastic. I can't wait to hear it. But how would you describe your music? Well, you know, um, my music is definitely just influenced. So that is probably like the the best way to describe it. Because uh, I started stu- uh, I started studying vocals at a jazz school when I was 13. So, mm-hmm. you know, that imprinting is like really strong on me. But uh, at the same time, I am very like music curious. So I like to listen to a whole different like bunch of genres. I like singing along with like a lot of stuff. Of course, I like to, li- to listen to some music that I don't necessarily want to uh, perform as a genre. Uh, uh, like right. that I don't feel maybe that connection, but there are many, many genres like within rock and electronic music, folk music, uh, again, you know, like songwriting and uh, blues, so many things that really speak to me, even reggae. So in my, in, in, in my career, I have really uh, enjoyed juggling songs from different realms and kind of like putting them all together and trying to find that, you know, um, uh, connection between all of them by the way that I am interpreting them and by the color that the band can give. So that's definitely something that I'd love to do. And in my songwriting, you can tell that there are different influences. It's, it's not all about jazz. <laughs> it's not all, did you hear that? It's not all about the jazz. I like <laughs> I know, but it's also... Although a lot of people could, you know, like, disagree, especially here in New York, but I just like to keep my options open. (laughs) It's good to be versatile. It's extremely good. Because the thing is, if one of your focuses is trying to get your music into sync, licensing, supervision, whatever, TV, film, documentaries, commercials, versatility is a key. Because let me tell you, we're not making money um, streaming our music. If you're not touring, Mm. selling merch and selling your CDs, how are you making money? You're getting it into sync and licensing. And one of the things that the pandemic afforded me was able to sit down. I mean, I telework, but I, I had opportunities where I was, you know, doing all these webinars and conferences about, you know, syncing and supervision and getting your music into all these different places. And it's a, it, you can make a lot more money, obviously, doing that. Now, music, the music industry is hard, and it's a lot of work. But if you take the take the time and put the effort in. I mean, there's so much you can achieve with it. And the fact that you can sing in so many different languages, it affords your music to get into way more things. 
because you can go into get your get your music into something that's French, Spanish, Portuguese, Sicilian, Italian, whatever. You you have that broad, that huge range of places where your your music can make a, a big difference. You'll definitely have to pass me those notes and let me know where I can find these masters because, like, that thinking is definitely something I haven't actively worked uh, towards so far. And I know, it, like you said, for many of us at this point, it's probably the only chance at making any decent money with music. I'm not saying good money, just even decent. And so uh, it is definitely worth looking into and even learning how to how to do it, you know, how to uh, navigate those those waters so what i will do uh sometimes this week i will send you the information of where you can send your music um there's different sites for that um some of the sites you just upload your music and they'll see if they they'll accept you obviously there's broad jam there's so many different ones where um if you work with a music supervisor they can try to get your um music into film and television and stuff like that so I'll, i'll definitely send that to you um why that's what, awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. What was it, what point in your life were you like, oh my gosh, I've got to get into music? Was it a performance? Was it something that you were watching that you were just saying, my God, this is, this is just me? I think, you know, this has always been like my understanding. I mean, like I didn't know, of course, when I was a kid that I was going to, you know, try and become a, a vocalist and that I was going to work, you know, in music. Uh, but I always love to sing and my family is definitely like uh, a family of like music lovers. My parents used to uh, collect, you know, like traditional Sicilian music, uh, talking to the, you know, the old people and then, you know, performing them on stage uh, um, uh, when they were young, when they were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. And so I really... I really grew up in a family where music wasn't a profession, but it was like definitely like a huge part of our life, a huge part of our love. Uh, We would like sit outside after, you know, dinner in in the summertime and just sing the songs we love and sing them all together. So, you know, I never doubted that like music was part of my life. And then, you know, around middle school, um, everybody in class was like using me as a living jukebox, <laughs> right. and and so you know I was more and more inclined at like performing in front of people. Uh, and then it was actually my father who asked me at the end of like my you know um, middle school uh, uh, last year. Um, he just asked me, would you like to study vocals? Because, you know, it was clear that I had a passion and a talent for it. And so that really changed my life because I I started studying at this, like, jazz school in the, you know, in the afternoon after school. And, uh, and of course, you know, it made me also a little weird when, you know, in high school, when everybody was, like, going to their, you know, garages and playing, like, rock and drinking beer. And I would, like, go to my jazz school <laughs> and learn all the, you know, jazz standards from the 40s and the 50s. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And it was love at first a first note like I didn't know what jazz was when I when I went there at 12 and 13 and 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 I didn't know what jazz was I I, I only realized oh what a wonderful world I think I heard that song in a movie you know yeah. uh so I guess that's what jazz is <laughs> um but then 
it ju I just realized uh, that jazz gives you the, the chance to express yourself in a way that can be as unfiltered and as honest as you want to push it. And right. I just loved it. I love that. So we're going to play your song, The More You Know. Tell me what that is about. So The More You Know is uh, uh, one of the original tracks in my debut album, Double Mirror, that came out in 2017. And this song literally says, the more you know, the more you want to forget, the more you bleed, the more you're going to learn. So you know mm -hmm. how you find sometimes yourself in places where it's like, I know this is supposed to be good for me, but why does it have to hurt so much? Can I just like turn my head and not think about it? But this is how life is, you know, you, you really need to push through because through the darkest times, you know, is where we really forge our character. And so, you know, that's more or less what the more you know is all about. All right. Hold on. We're going to have a word from our sponsor and then we'll play the song. Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
actually my favorite genre, my all-time favorite oh. genre. Yeah, that's what I started out with. My first album was like a pop jazz fusion, then I did a jazz album. Uh, but jazz, jazz is not easy. Let me tell you, especially in the jazz community, if you even try to do something a little bit out of the box, they want to kill you. Then I know that's not jazz. Um, you know you know it's kind of funny you mentioned this because one of the reasons why i was so happy to come to new york and leave italy is because the jazz scene over there is filled with like incredibly talented musicians but i couldn't i didn't feel that freedom like you said you know like to to think outside the box and and I will have people you know say oh you know you you should not do like uh, you know the jazz standards and then your own music and then Sicilian traditional music like you should really focus somewhere and I was like but I don't want to like this is all me and then when I came to New York I actually realized that this fact of like being so curious and so versatile is one of the things that you know made me different than other people who might have you know a similar background in jazz and whatnot so uh of course each one of us is 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 different and unique uh but sometimes you're just gonna trust your gut and so i definitely found in new york at least a much more open-minded jazz community that I, that what i was used to in italy and uh, you you can tell because like you ask these musicians what would like you know what do you play and they'll they'll say the bass or the guitar they won't say like you know i'm a jazz guitarist necessarily like i'm sure that there are people who do but like i know so many incredibly like talented instrumentalists that uh, uh, really just uh, love music and, and, and use their instrument in whatever situation uh, is, is available to them because music is music, you know? That's right. Now, in listening to that song, it almost sounds a little like, uh, oh my God, why can't I say, Bossa, Bossa Nova? Um, it's definitely like, you know, Latin. <laughs> yeah, which I love, which I love. Um, but balsa is very hard. It's not an easy um, uh, genre to do based on what I hear and the technicalities that go along with it. But that's fantastic. If you can sound that like that, that's great. Believe me. <laughs> um, Thank you. Appreciate awesome. it. Now, do you play any instruments? So I, uh, you know, I don't really like play any instrument like I can't really accompany myself like to a, a to a degree of like you know um proficiency that I would do it on stage at least right. not yet but I definitely use instruments to inspire my my music so like sometimes for an arrangement or to write uh, I would definitely like use the the, the piano uh, I have written some stuff on the guitar I've even written a song on the bass uh, <laughs> and I I really can't play any of these um uh you know, uh, proficiently, but, uh, I think it's just, it's just amazing. I think, you know, what is my, my mind tends to roam a little bit too much. So when I, I remember back, back in Italy, when I was still living there and I was trying to learn piano, I would do my exercises and then like, maybe I would eat the wrong note, but that would give me like an interesting, you know, uh, 
chord or something and then I would just go with it and write a song (laughs) so you know until I can really sit down and focus myself uh, and and get the like self-discipline that I am definitely uh, um, you know lacking uh, I don't know that I can really learn to play an instrument properly but it is definitely something that I I desire for my life so I will I will try to work harder at it (laughs) me too I you know Sometimes with the, with the ukulele, it's a little easier um, because the, because the, the the nature of the instrument itself, like, is not as uh, demanding physically, uh, right. but still, like, you know, uh, you just you just need to to learn how to be comfortable with an instrument. And for a vocalist, that is dif- difficult, at least for me, because I was always comfortable with my instrument. It's inside of me, you know? So is that extra, uh, that extra, you know, the extension of yourself, as they, as they call it, that becomes the instrument that is, is not quite there yet for me. How about you? Let me tell you something. I tried to take a guitar class years ago, and I felt, and I keep telling this, to people I felt like a contortionist my body just I love the guitar my body was just like no I don't know so then five years ago I bought a smart keyboard which has been in the box for five years and uh because I just haven't had the time to open it and try to learn I have all the cds and I, you can hook your ipad to it and learn I have all that stuff I just have been procrastinating I have to open it this is the year that I'm going to do it before the year is over. And because I think it's great if you obviously are vocals or instruments, but I also think it's great when you can at least play something. <laughs> so, and I, and I'd like to learn how to read music and all that stuff. Cause I don't, when I record a song, you know, I'll write the lyrics and I can hum the melody in one of my voice recorder. And then I'll go to my music producer who's phen- phenomenal, fantastic. And he just listens to it and it's like, okay. And then I'll just tell him what instruments I want with it. But I think, yeah, I definitely, it's a goal <laughs> of mine. To- yeah. And I totally hear you about the procrastination. I mean, like, it's one of uh, the things that I, you know, dislike the most about, like, uh, you know, one of the my flaws that I just hate the most. Not because there is nothing wrong with it per se, but because it's just like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's preventing me to, to accomplish my goals and, uh, and it's dragging me down. Um, but I think, you know, we all have our battles, right? You know, there are people who are really uh, disciplined and on, on, on point and uh, I'm sure they have their battles as well. So, you know, <laughs> hopefully, you know, this conversation and, and, and all, you know, the um, input that we can get from, from around us that will help both of us to accomplish this, uh, this dream. I think, you know, like, I think it's the dream for both of us and, um, and he definitely makes for a more well-rounded, uh, you know, musician. Um, in my case, there is something uh, also like extra to it and it's mm-hmm. the fact that I want to get to a point where I can perform alone on stage even if mm-hmm. I never become a virtuoso and I I know I won't because that's not my interest at all but even if I don't become a great instrumentalist I want to have the basic um, capabilities and tools to perform on stage on my own and do my own thing because you know I feel like with jazz in particular, you you really end up like you know becoming your own, uh, uh, you know, 
um, uh, arranger and uh, uh, you know a band leader because you need to uh, to uh, you know convey what you want to do uh, to to your to your musicians and uh, in my case at least the majority of the things that I have sang uh, were the fruit of my own creation but then you yeah. have to make it happen with other people right and sometimes other people can get in the way so though playing together is a beautiful thing and I have like literally again like I started studying jazz when I was 13 and like I think in like 20 years uh, uh, I have sang on a musical bass maybe once except for karaoke of course <laughs> like my 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 whole musical life has been about performing with people on stage that's right. all I knew and that's all I have known but at this point I'm kind of like really ready to to develop the, the tools I need to to be my you know to become my own band whenever mm -hmm. I want to right. be it and whenever I need to be one. Fantastic. Now we're going to play your strong, the song Strange Fruit. Here we go. Burning flesh 
For the cross to blood For the rain to gather And the wind to stop That was a very, it brought a tear into my eyes. Um, it was a very powerful, powerful, powerful piece. And I'll tell you why. What I like about you is you stepped outside of the box in the sense, what I love about it is the fact that there's like thunder, sirens in it. It makes it very unique and very different than what we hear now. It's extremely authentic. It's real. Your vocalization, you can tell that it's just you. You're just singing. You're singing from your soul. Yeah. We think a lot of times, you know, mainstream artists is great, what we hear on the radio, blah, 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 yada, yada. But, you know, people are craving the real. And I, that is that was just such an honest interpretation of that song. I applaud you for that. I really appreciate you saying all this. It means a lot to me. I really poured my heart into this. And it's one of those things, you know, like the, just working on this, uh, on, on this, song and this video really gave me purpose um and i i honestly i get i can move to by it too <laughs> still even though it's me singing you know because i just it, it's just such a raw emotion that i that it's in me all the time whether i'm thinking about this or not whether i'm like you know uh trying to make music with this feeling or not this this feeling is always with me and um, I just feel, you know, it's it's a great thing that when we, we hear that calling and we can answer it and and really say like, you know what, I might I I might not come out of this like um, necessarily, you know, with with praises or uh, mm-hmm. and people might misunderstand my intentions or people might think like, you know. So many people out out there are like, I'd want to do music. I don't want to do politics. And I, I, you know, uh, I respect that. But sometimes when you do, you know, uh, put your 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 uh, politics and your ideals into music, that can yeah. create, you know, an issue for somebody. And oh, yeah. uh, I just feel like I'm answering a calling, and then I that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to. Amen to that, and thank God you're following your calling, because that was amazing. Um, oh, what, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? 
Oh, yes, that is an easy, uh, easy um, uh, answer for me. There is no friends in business. That is like one of the lessons I learned in the United States that I would have definitely had like use for <laughs> way before I came here. Uh, and, you know, it's not easy to stop making the same mistake, but I definitely realized that for the longest time I have like um, – uh, kind of mixed up, you know, friendship and, and professionalism, which is fine. I think it happens to a lot of people. Music is one of those things that can really bring you close. Uh, mm. But then at the end of the day, you know, like if, you don't, if you're not on that like business mindset, uh, these relationships can, can become, a, you know, a double-head sword and, right. uh, and really, really like stab you in the heart, which has happened to me multiple times. <laughs> Well, so at the end of the day, sorry for I what? Yeah, I hear you. You're preaching. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know my story is not like uh, the only story of like, you know, uh, that kind of hurt feeling between, between <laughs> friends and, and, and the colleagues. But yeah. in my case, I really, I, 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 it really brought me to understand that there is a deeper issue, you know, uh, that is not you know, anybody's fault. It's yeah. my own fear and insecurity. Um, so if I can trust in myself more, uh, mm -hmm. I will probably be able to separate the things better. And it's also part of the, the, the culture and, and the ways the society is kind of shaped in Italy in general and in Sicily in particular. Because, you know, it's all, it's all about the relationship. And over here, I feel like, you know, the American culture is, is, is more about, like, you know, there is, like, you know, uh, playtime and, and work time, right? right. Um, more, like, into this, you know, separation of the things. And I feel like the Italian culture, because of the way we are as people, mostly, and it's good and it's bad, but it's also, you know, it's mostly good, like, we tend to be warm and just to like, you know, get into, into things, but then you don't have the rationality that is really so important in any business to really say, you know what, like there has to be boundaries and I can't trust you blindly just because I feel you're my brother because you're not, you know, and, and, and even if you are like, I need to trust in myself first second and third and then I can start trusting everybody else you know and I'm still working on learning that uh, that, that, that lesson but I definitely feel like being in the United States uh, uh, taught me a lot about that no, I hear you it taught me a lot too and I was born here um, uh, <laughs> what what is a quote that you like to live by or a message that you like to live by so I, I think at this point in my life, my favorite quote, like to really live by, is a quote by a uh, Buddhist monk, uh, Michiren uh, Daishonin, who mm -hmm. said, it is the heart that really matters. Amen. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we can look into our heart, uh, at every given situation, even when it hurts, even when we're mad, and if we can find compassion for ourselves and others, we can definitely accomplish great things. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Well, Lord, <laughs> I'm loving this. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Um, you've get you've given us the final answer here. 
Uh, well, Laura, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I've learned so much. I knew a lot about you already, but my God, that song, Strange Fruit, is amazing. I'm going to share it because it's beautiful. I have to put it on one of my playlists on Spotify. I got to do something. Um, well, you know, actually, uh, one of the things uh, uh, that are um, going to happen this summer is that I'm going to release the song on uh, the you know digital platforms so that uh, I can submit the video for best video at the Grammys, just because I want it to circulate, you know? And they told me that in order for the video to be submitted for the best video category, you need to have the song, the actual audio, uh, out uh, at least as a single. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> So you, you you will be able to add it to your to your Spotify playlist once it's out. Because do that soon. Because the submission periods are coming out uh, after July 23rd, I believe. That's the first session, and then the second session yeah. is some August. Yeah, yeah. So definitely get that done. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, thing, if you want, you can share the video. <laughs> it's on YouTube and on my Facebook page. So. I will definitely do that. I will uh, share it on Instagram as well, at least a minute of it, because, you know, Instagram, that's all they allow us to do. Um, but, yeah, thanks again for being on Chatting with Nat. And then let's definitely schedule a time for you to be on the IG Live. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, it's truly been, been an honor to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much. It was so much fun, and I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, have a great day. Have a great week. Yes, that was award-winning singer-songwriter, jazz artist, Laura Campisi. She's phenomenal. She's amazing. You've got to listen to her music. She's all over the place. Her website is www.lauracampisi.com. Um, or you can just Google her. She's on Instagram, Lala Jazz, L-A-L-L-A Jazz. Yes, that's what, how it's spelled. Um, you'll find amazing things about her and her voice is just it's exquisite. This was Natalie G, Natalie Jean, I'm chatting with Nat. Until next time. Thank you, Natalie. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.